Friends, I want to remind you that you are a game changer for kids. I know we use that term game changer a lot in our life, but it's more than just this cliche term that we use. When it comes to being a game changer for education, when it comes to being a game changer for kids, it means that we do things differently. We think about things differently. We approach situations differently. And I want this episode to do two things. One, serve as this massive reminder that you are a game changer for kids. And two, give you a game changing idea that is simple and practical that you can implement the very next time you see your students. I'm really excited to dive in. So let's do this. Only in our world is this normal. Hi friends, it's me, Monica Jenta, and I'm really excited to be bringing you episodes of this podcast every week. It's full of tips and tricks, stories and strategies, celebrations and struggles, all from the real life that we are living every day. Welcome to This Teacher Life. When we look at the dictionary definition of game changer, it's an event, idea, or procedure that creates a significant shift in the current manner of doing or thinking about something. And I think if we truly want to be the best possible teachers that we can be, that we want to be, we have got to disrupt current thinking. We have got to change the way that we do things. We have to impact thinking and learning in ways that our kids never thought possible. And that doesn't necessarily mean that you have to transform your entire classroom into looking like Candyland or create this like symbolic Mario Brothers type of environment in your classroom. Like those things are things that we see on Instagram and on Pinterest and it makes us feel like a piece of shit, doesn't it? Like maybe you're into that and if you are, absolutely no judgment. Like I think of that we should constantly be utilizing our interest, skills, and strengths in our classroom. So if that is what you're into, like, mm, you do you. But for those of us who feel that pressure, that teacher pressure to constantly conform to what other teachers are doing, know that that doesn't have to be you. Small things can make a significant shift in the way that we do life with kids. And that's what I want to talk about in this episode. To be a game changer doesn't mean that you are winning teacher of the year. It doesn't mean that you are getting the best gifts from parents during every holiday. It doesn't mean that your principal is recognizing you every time you turn around. Sometimes in order to be a game changer for kids, a game changer in education, it means that what you're doing in your classroom is significant and special to the point where kids are learning and growing in ways 
that they have not experienced yet. And that looks different in every subject area. That looks different at every grade level. That looks different at every teacher's core. So the big question is, what are small practices that you are doing right now that make you that blue apple teacher, that make you that person that kids crave to see on a daily basis? And I want to share with you one simple, but I think insanely effective strategy that I use in my classroom. And if you've read my book, Game Changer, this is based off of an idea in the chapter called The Big Green Computing Machine. I'm straight up terrible with names. Like, I am so bad with names. As a middle school, high school teacher, I have sometimes over 100 students walking into my classroom every single day. And since I've been teaching for over 10 years, if you do the math on that, that means that my brain is trying to store over 1,000 names from former and current students. Straight up, I don't have the brain capacity for that. Like, I can remember what I wore seven weeks ago on a Tuesday, but sometimes I can't remember a student's name who I had last school year. And it makes me feel terrible. Like, I don't... I want my kids to know that our relationship is deeper than me remembering names. I'll remember conversations. I'll remember significant moments that we've had together. But sometimes I'm just not great with names. So I knew early in my career that I had to develop a strategy to make sure that every kid knew, no, every kid knew that they were safe and loved and trusted and meaningful in my classroom. And that is where the big green computing machine came from. One school year, I had, like, I swear, 19 Emilys in one class period. And I had 17 Michaels in that same class period. It was the craziest thing. We had Emilys and Michaels running around. I had, like, nearly 50 kids in the class, and they were all Emily or Michael. Now, I'm obviously being a little bit dramatic, but... The point was that saying Emily Z and Emily A and Emily B and Michael A, like that just wasn't going to work. And I was like, do you go by Mikey? Do you go by Mike? Do you go by Michael? Can I go by your last name? And it seemed like everyone wanted to just go by Emily or Michael. And so I knew that I had to do something bigger than this. I had to do something more substantial to help me remember these kids' names, but I didn't know what to do. Then I called on a boy named Connor and Connor said that he would like to be called something different. I thought, oh good, but I wish your name was Michael, right? Like give me something different. He said, I I don't go by Connor. You can just call me the big green computing machine. And I was like, what? And he's like, yeah, just call me the big green computing machine. And I remember saying, is that your middle name? And the kids didn't think that was funny. I thought that was freaking hilarious, but like, He gave me the most random off the wall thing. Clearly wasn't his first, second, or last name. And I said, you know what? Tell me why you want to be called that. And he told me how he was great at math. He was great at engineering. He was great at science. That he was basically a big, tall, walking computer. The big green computing machine. Green was his favorite color. And as he told this, I learned so much about him. He legit was tall. He legit was wearing a green shirt. He said this in the driest way ever that proved that he was also a little bit humorous. And I said, deal, I'm going to call you the big green computing machine. And it is something that I have now done and taken that, that seed that was planted by Connor back in the day 
it is something that I now will say for sure is a game-changing strategy that I use in my classroom. Now that happened over 10 years ago. Can I tell you that recently I ran into Connor on his U of I, the University of Illinois campus. I saw him at a Chipotle and I was like, no stinking way, big green computing machine, is that you? And he's like, it's me. And you know what he's studying? Math and engineering at the University of Illinois. He is still super, super, super tall. And you know what he was wearing? A green stinking shirt. This kid is exactly who he said he was in middle school. This kid is exactly who he thought he was gonna be 10 years later. And it was just this this really proud moment with me and Connor, more importantly known as the big green computing machine. It's time for a fun fact of this episode. So as many of you know, I have a book called Game Changers. It is 20 innovative, engaging, whimsical ideas that I am confident will disrupt the current manner of your teaching. And it is celebrating its fifth birthday this June. I like, I can't even believe it. Game Changers is five years old this June. It seems like yesterday that I sat down to write it and have no idea what I was doing. And five years later, it's ironic because the book Game Changer truly has become a game changer in thousands of teachers' lives and a game changer in my career. If you haven't read it, I, I like shameless plug, celebrate Game Changer's birthday with diving into that book. You won't regret it. Now, if we look at this concept of giving kids nicknames, I think it should make sense. Because when we have strong relationships with our friends and our family members, how many of you have a nickname for the people most important in your life? Like, most of my family doesn't call me Monica. They call me Mo. Honestly, I don't love it. But because they're my friends and closest family, like, I'll allow it. And I think it's this like term of endearment. When we are close with people, we have significant relationships and those relationships create stories and those stories create nicknames. So if we want our kids walking in feeling safe and special and loved, sometimes they just need that special identity in our classroom. And a nickname will do that. Just this week, my heart was exploding with happiness because some of my students will use these nicknames that I have for them with each other. Like, I have a student in my first hour family. His name's Ben. But you know what I call him? Benny Boo. Every single morning, I'm like, Benny Boo, good morning. And he secretly acts like he hates it. But deep down, he absolutely loves it. And just this week, Benny Boo did something amazing. And the kids were clapping for him. And they're like, great job, Benny Boo. And it wasn't like in this mockery kind of way. They truly see him as Benny Boo, an awesome member of our first hour family. I've got a Mac attack. I've got a Chloe bear. I got a Brody ball. I got all of these incredible names. And that's just the ones I just named were just for my first hour family. Every single kid has the opportunity to have a special identity in my classroom, something that other teachers don't call them, something that maybe their parents don't even call them. But when they walk into my room, it is an opportunity for them to disrupt 
what is happening in other rooms, to have a significant shift in relationship and have those game-changing moments. Friends, it doesn't have to be big to be beautiful. Oh my God, I'm going to say that again. Friends, it doesn't have to be big in order to be beautiful. So my question to you is, what are the game-changing things that are happening in your classroom? How can you magnify those ideas? How can you amplify those attitudes that you know are making you a blue apple teacher and share those with others? I, you know, this one, this, this nickname thing, that's one out of 19 that I wrote in my first book, but I am passionate about sharing these things on podcast episodes like this, in books, in speaking events. I want us to motivate students in ways that they never thought possible by creating those game-changing memories. Friends, this episode was short and it was sweet, but I do think that it was a beautiful nugget of learning for you. And I think that it is not too late to implement this strategy now. If you are listening on the release date, you might be thinking, what? It's like March, it's like April. Like I need to do this next year. It is never too early and it is never too late to build a significant relationship with a student. And if you don't have nicknames for your kiddos yet, hello, let's get it happening. Guys, thank you so much for being a part of this episode. Here's the thing. If you love these nuggets of wisdom, I would love for you to be a part of my email list. I'm currently ramping up the amazing content that I am sending out to you via email. Email is not dead, and I would love for you to be connected, of course, on Instagram and Twitter and and the Facebook, but... I think email is a cool way to be connected and I would love to continue to deliver nuggets of wisdom and inspiration and ideas to you in your inbox. You can check out bit.ly slash Monica Genta. It's a bit.ly. Also, you know what I'm going to do? You're like, what does that even mean? I'm going to put that link in the show notes. Guys, I want to thank you for being a part of this episode and thank you for living this teacher life.